And welcome to episode number eight of the Illini Basketball Podcast. I hope it's number eight. I think it is, but uh, 100% on this December 27th of 2019, the last one of 2019, this will be as we discuss the disgusting loss to Missouri, 63. Unfortunate. 66. Unfortunate. Yep. Eight and four record. Absolutely brutal loss. Uh, as This is the last game, second to last game going into conference play because they play in two days on Sunday for some reason. Against yeah. North Carolina A&T. So hopefully that won't be a game, but you never know with this uh, Illini team we got right now. Um, Illinois came into the game, uh, like I said, uh, I thought they'd win by 10. I think I picked them to win by 14. Um, you had it a little closer than winning by five, but uh, the line started at like one and a half, moved all the way to four. Um, so a lot of people were betting Illinois, and then right before the game started, moved all the way back to one and a half. Um, so it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, Vegas apparently knew that Missouri would be ready to play a basketball game, and Illinois would not. Um, I did see that. I, I didn't have a lot of notes because we were there in person. So um, just kind of going off of of what I saw and and things like that. Um, I guess Underwood said before the game that. This is just another game, which it is absolutely not just another game, the bragging rights game. And you can tell that with the Missouri kids. They know that it's a bragging rights game, and they want to win it. And they came out and played like they want to win it. Uh, Pickett said after the game that they knew that Mizzou knew they were the stronger team, and they they showed that. Um, I don't know about that. Well, uh, Illinois didn't look like they wanted to be there. Uh, and the only the only guy that looked like he wanted to be there was uh, Griffin. Uh, I don't have a stat line on him, but he's definitely going to be my player of the game. Um, regardless, he's the only one that was picking up full court. Uh, and, Certain fights. And well, you know, when, when a guy goes and throws down a dunk six seconds after he gets fouled, and he scores zero points in the game, you know, I think that you can go ahead and tell him that, yeah, I'm okay with he, that. he's not SHIT, you know? So, but, I mean, Io ended up having 21 points. Uh, he, he seemed to score uh, easily towards the end of the game. And while we were at the game, my stepdad actually said, you know, you can tell the reason why he was scoring is because Mizzou started laying off a little bit. Uh, they – Illinois was in the double bonus with like 13-20 left in the second half. And and once the game was kind of, you know, 10-point lead, they kind of backed off and Io kind of could go to the hoop and do things like that. Uh, but starting out, they were trying to get the ball to Kofi, trying to get Tillman in foul trouble. Um, Tillman got a foul within three minutes, I think. And then – Illinois is coming down, and I think Tillman grabbed – I think he put his arms around Felice, and literally nothing was called. They just kind of let him play on. Uh, there were some questionable calls in this game, but I don't know. Uh, you know, I you can't blame that kind of loss on the refs, even though the refs they, – they were bad both ways, honestly. So, uh, DeMonte is – I don't know if he's going to start next game. I don't know if he should start next game. Illinois started off uh, 11-5 lead. Probably should have been 20-5. to uh, And then DeMonte 
more, he's in there to play defense, and he didn't close out on two threes. I mean, didn't even put a hand in the face or nothing. And, you know, Mizzou, that kind of got them back in the game. So I feel like the game got played at, at Mizzou's pace. You know, they, they made the game sloppy. They made it hard to do things and move. Um, and Illinois just kind of played into that. Uh, it was just kind of kind of just an ugly, ugly, sloppy game, and that's exactly how Missouri wanted to play. So, I, I think Kofi, uh, I saw that he didn't get his first rebound until 32 minutes left in the game. Or 32 – he didn't get his first rebounds until eight minutes left in the game. <laughs> and I saw some game tape, and there was a lot of times that he was just so far under the basket, he couldn't have got a rebound if he wanted. Ended ended up with four rebounds, 13 points. And Illinois uh, was shooting – or shot two of 15 from three. Is that correct? It was something bad. Uh, two of 14. Two of 14, yeah. <clears throat> like 13% from three. Frazier went one of five. And Frazier's been the guy the last two years. He scored 22 his freshman year in this game, and he scored 28 last year. Um, we got to find a way to get him get him going. Georgie uh, has the ball too much. Georgie, I, Georgie is getting the ball outside the three-point line way too much. Way six too turnovers. Yes, yeah, six turnovers. Uh, I had He had six. Io had four, and DeMonte had three. Uh, and DeMonte played 29 minutes, and he scored two points, and they were both free throws. Georgie played 25 and had six turnovers. Yeah. It's and not good. Kipper played 12, and I think they were all in the first half. And then I don't know if he ever got back in. Um, but Illinois shot uh, 36% from the field and 32% in the second half. And I believe they scored two baskets in the last eight minutes. Something just, yeah. And the the offense is, it, it's just so weird. He's running this weave, and there's there's no cutters, there's no off ball screens, there's no way to get guys open, and and then we have guys like Kofi and Georgie who were bringing them too far out, and then you know you get out rebounded thirty nine to thirty four on the rebounds, and I read. Uh, at one point, I think during the first half, Missouri was getting 40% of their offensive rebounds. Mm -hmm. So every other time they'd put the ball up, they were getting rebounds. And it wasn't their big guys. It was their guards getting rebounds. Sounds about right. So um, I saw Quanzo has uh, never lost a game when holding opponents under 60 points. He is now 21-0. So it's just, it, you know, we – Drew Smith is who killed Illinois in this game. I had 19 points. Uh, him, Pickett, and Pinson scored 50 of Mizzou's 63 points. So, just an embarrassing loss. Uh, I did did see somebody on Twitter, uh, you know, they were talking about Underwood. And, you know, he's – you know, there's a lot of people that are, are already on the, the fire Underwood, Underwood bandwagon. And this person put – Coach K was eleven and seventeen his third year at Duke. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Underwood is not Coach K, because and that's he's not the same at Duke. Thing. So, um, and and they they started Illinois started pressing with uh, it was probably like four minutes left, 
and you could tell that Mizzou was just uncomfortable. Um, they did not have a press breaker. That's not the game they wanted to play. And I don't know how Underwood didn't know that before, but he said that this way he said afterwards, you don't want to expose yourself too early. We had some good stops. It wasn't that I felt bad about our defense. We rattled them a little bit with the press at the end. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It's really easy to say, yeah, we should have done that for 40 minutes, but that's not who we are. It doesn't matter if that's who you are or if you should have done it. You Maybe not do it for 40 minutes, but sprinkle it in there to get the pace of play up because that pace of play, it was, it was Illinois zigzagging for 30 seconds and then forcing up a shot. That's why you shoot 30% when you, when you force up shots like that. Um, I, and then Io talked about how stagnant they were on offense. I don't know if Io just showed up and he's just now noticing this, but <laughs> I, I don't. It's been they've been way. stagnant all year, at least at, in in spots they have been. So, but I it it's just disappointing. It was a bad game all around, and it it seemed like they didn't want to be there. I mean. You, you look at those Mizzou kids, and you could tell that they wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess Illinois doesn't have the – you know, we don't have guys that came here from Mizzou, so we have something to play for against Mizzou. But Mizzou has that. And if you don't step up and play that game, you're going to get beat nine out of ten times. So, but – Here's where I'll start. Okay. Do it. Number one – I have to give props. I don't want to give props, but I have to give props to Mr. Martin, the head coach at uh, Mizzou, for actually getting his players ready. And I got to say, the more and more that I hear these Underwood quotes, the more and more I want out. <laughs> I, I I can't handle it. It's bad. And yeah. uh, these guys clearly weren't ready to play. I mean, I don't know what the hell the whole game was. It was just awful. And uh, it, yeah, bad. Very bad. Yeah, I, they have to start running a post offense or something. This this stuff they're doing right now, especially when they don't have anybody making shots. And and I know that Griffin missed, uh, you know, a couple threes and big wide big open. wide open big opportunity threes that w- could have changed the outcome of the game. And I get that, but you know what? At least he was there, and at least he wanted to play. Uh, Demonte missed two bunnies at the end of the game. The hoops I mean, were terrible. At the just underneath the basket, couldn't make it. So. I, I want to blame the hoops too because yeah. those look terrible. You did you shoot, shoot on them afterwards? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to <laughs> shoot on those. I wouldn't want to shoot on those. I could just yeah, tell because it's because they're hockey boys. hoops, they're not good. They're not good. Uh, and so Griffin, like I said, I put if I had to pick a player of the game, I would say Griffin, yeah, because at least he wanted to be there and try and stuff. And they shot 23 free throws, yeah, in this game. they shot. Uh, let's see. Second half, they shot nineteen free throws. I don't, Missouri didn't miss a free throw in the first half, and I think the only free throws they missed were when Mark Smith went to the line. So and clanged them. Drew so. Smith was nine of ten from the line. Yeah, yeah, he was. He Drew Smith won the game. I mean, he put Missouri on his back and and took control. And 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 you know what? Give it on. Give it to Mizzou. They made some tough shots. I mean, there there were some shots that you thought there's no way that goes in, mm-hmm. and and they still went in. So, um, 
I, I asked some questions or I asked some people to give us questions and, you know, a couple of them were about this, this game. So if you got anything else that you want to talk about, you I just, uh, the last thing that I want to say is that Illinois was jumped by Missouri in the Haslametrics uh, rankings there. Illinois 39th and Missouri's 38th. I think Missouri was like 49 or 50 before the game. Really? So obviously Illinois clearly didn't show the country that they are any good at this no. point. No, good thing it was on the SEC network and nobody could watch it. Yep. So I you did text me that the the announcers apparently said Kipper is capable of scoring big points. Yeah, and they said, Well, he hasn't done it this year, but he can do it. <laughs> he can do it. He did it one time three years ago. Um so uh the first question we had come in, um was why does Illinois come out so flat against below average competition like Mizzou and Miami? Do the players think they are better than they actually are, or do we believe there is a deeper issue with than the roster? Um, I think that the the first half of the Miami game was the flattest that they have been all year, um, both on both sides of the ball. I guess I should say because. Against Missouri, they they were just getting outplayed. Um, they were playing good defense to start. I I think that um, Mizzou just they wanted to win that game. Um, they came hungry, and I don't know what Illinois does to get that hunger. Um, I think Underwood gets out schemed a lot of times. Like he has a game plan, and then he just he sits in that game plan and never changes it. So it makes Illinois look flatter than what they are. Um, and, and the lack of having a true point guard, I think is a big part of that. Um, IO, you know, supposedly he's, you know, a shooting guard and he's got a great shot. And I have yet to see that. Uh, Trent Frazier is supposed to be a shooter. Felice is coming off the bench as a six man. So who's the point guard on this team? You know, who's who's driving an offense? If you don't have that, I mean, you're you're going to be flat. Um, so I, I don't know why they seem to do it. I don't know if they come into these games and they think, uh, we're just better than them. We can beat them, but they, know. they better get that fixed. I don't, uh, I don't know if it's that. I don't, I don't think that they just think that they're better than teams. Like you said, I think, yeah. I think it starts with the coach. I think that's number one. Right. Um, and lack of a true point guard hurts. And I think that everyone just thinks, oh, well, next year we'll have that because we got a four star coming in and uh, <laughs> he's just going to be everything. So there you go. All right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a roster issue. I just, I think they're lacking of that point guard, um, honestly. But, but if Underwood keeps running, you know, weaves for 25 seconds with no cutters or no. And, and I don't know if that's on Underwood or if the guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do either. I, I, I can't figure that out. Um, and then the other, the other question was why is DeMonte playing so much? Why is Brad, Brad Underwood so bad at adapting to the coaching scheme, but good at staying with the same thing over and over, which I just said, basically, um, I shouldn't be allowed off the leash with this offense. Shouldn't be allowed so much leash in this offense, should he? And lastly, can we go back to 89 and 05? Yes, I, w I wish we could. Um, it's never going to happen. 
I don't know why DeMonte's playing so much. I, I've questioned that since we started this. I think um, Griffin since should he take got his to start. Minutes. Yeah, I, I, I guess that Underwood sees Felice as a six-man, and that's where he's comfortable at. I, I don't know what made that change um, necessarily, but DeMonte is, you know, is this great defensive presence that, that Illinois is supposed to have. But like I said, he, he gives up open threes um, more times than not. He turns the ball over four times. So if he gets three steals and turns it over four or five times, is that a plus category? You know, uh, and as far as Underwood, I, I don't know. I don't know why he can't run a post defense. I don't know, or offense. I don't know why we're getting the ball to Georgie coming in as a trailer 25 feet from the basket. I think this is this is kind of what we've been questioning Underwood this whole time. Um, just is his ability to coach really there? Um, if he doesn't have the lineup, I mean, this team has talent. There's no doubt about that. But finding a way to make talent work is is hard to do. Still, um, I wish that you know Underwood would would run some more off ball screens. You know, have Georgie go roll over and pick for Kofi and let Kofi you know cut across the lane. I mean, you do that stuff in junior high. Why aren't Why isn't Illinois doing it now when they or they're the best team on the court? You know. Um, and again, just the lack of the lack of a point guard is is really tough. So, uh, you got anything on that? What do you think? Well, I have to say that if they don't change, uh, they're going to get killed in Big Ten play. And if they do change and they make the tournament, and then they go back to what they they've been doing in non conference play, they're going to get killed in the tournament. So, yeah, yeah, I think the NIT is where we should be looking at this point. <laughs> Yeah, well, it depends on what they do in the Big Ten. Uh, the, la- the last question, though, was what team should I root for now? I'm going to go I'm – gonna, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm going to go with DePaul. Um, you know, Coleman Lands is there. I would say Illinois Fighting Illini. They, they're in state, um, and they got a guy on their team with the last name Butts. So I think they're 12-1 and one right now. Yeah, well, Illinois is 8-4, and four, and they are, you know, wait for it. Here they come, Big Ten, you know. Um, next, I, I just wanted to talk about this a little bit. I don't know if you follow the Champagne Room on Twitter. I don't nope, follow him. But I don't. He pops up in my feed all the time because Twitter changed their algorithm or something. Yep. Um, but he he wrote a big article about Io is still going to be a first-round pick. Um, he, he didn't say lottery pick, but he started the article saying that he was tired. He was exhausted of Illini fans saying Io isn't going to leave because he doesn't look like NBA talent. Um, and then he, he proceeded to say that st- statistically, he is having the same season as his freshman year. Oh God. So, so, so he's in, in the same paragraph. He, he's trying to say that Io is good enough for the NBA, but yet he has not prog- progressed from last year. Um, he's actually his turnovers are actually up, um, and I don't think that you know I know that the game in the NBA moves a lot faster, but does it move? Does does it help if you can't handle the ball? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, 
And then he went on to say, and this is quoted just because I didn't want to leave anything out that this guy said. He's not having the All-American season many of us dreamed of, but I had bad news for Illini fans thinking this means his draft stock is tanking. It's not. Once Io gets in a private workout, he's going to eat people alive, and NBA GMs are going to fall in love. He's getting drafted. Io's length, skill, IQ, speed, position, and age make him a first-round pick conversation over. <laughs> and then he goes on to say his upside as a shooter makes him even more tantalizing. I don't know if this guy watches games, but the only thing IO can do is finish at a basket. He can't, sh he's shooting at 48% from the field right now, 28% from three, and he's shooting 76% from the free throw line. Is a, is that a great shooter? That, am I missing something? Uh, and then he said that Illinois fans are going to be pulling out their hair when IO becomes rookie of the month next season. Oh my God. So, uh, as far as the whole IO thing, I, I think that he's stretching a bit and I could be wrong. IO might be good enough to play in the NBA, but he, he looks like the same players last year and last year he wouldn't have got drafted. So what, what changes it this year? Um, unless he just has a stellar offseason and, and improves his game that much. Um, he did have some points that I thought were very good. Had nothing to do with Io. It had more to do with Underwood. Um, he said that Underwood is wasting one of the best talents of the decade with Io and Kofi. Um, and, and I feel like if Io is as good as this guy is saying, and he's going to be an NBA pick, why doesn't he why isn't he able to do things on his own like why can't he make cuts and get the ball to Kofi down low or penetrate and be able to kick i don't see any i haven't seen that from him he's averaging like 3 assists a game so so he's not the the point guard that you need to be i just don't i don't see what he's seeing i guess but he goes on to say and, and I agree wholeheartedly with this. Enough with the dribble weave and the overcomplicated spread offense that leads to nothing. We have the better players. Just take it to them, strip it down, more ball screens, more drive and kick, more pure post touches. This isn't Stephen F. Austin. We don't need to try to out-scheme every single opponent anymore. We finally have the firepower we've been waiting for. Underwood's offense is neutering a young, talented roster by forcing them to play by his rules instead of freeing them up and enabling them to utilize their best skills. And once again, I go back to, to Io. If he has NBA skills, which, which he does in the open court, and when he finishes at the hoop, I see it. But, but where is the IQ and you know the, all the other stuff that, that he's talking about? A, a player that good should be able to to make things happen, regardless of what your coach says or what he does. When they're in that weave, Io should be able to to get the ball and do something with it. But again, I I found that article amusing. I wanted to share it with uh, the fan base. If you didn't get a chance to see it, um, everybody I've talked to doesn't see how Io is going to go. First round. I mean, I, I think he could be, be a first round pick. I think he could be. Yeah, I get. It. I mean, if there's not enough guys out there, right? <laughs> NBA scouts 
are not looking for what most people are looking for. And I think the way that they draft these days isn't really – I don't know how much stock they actually put into how they play in college as to the combine and the other stuff like that. Right. Uh, because there's a lot of weird picks that people don't see coming because outsiders who aren't scouts don't look at the same thing as actual scouts. Right. I think the size and the ups it's all about upside these days. And apparently IO has a lot of it. I can see, you know, I don't think if, if the if the season ended right now and he went to the draft, I think he's a mid second rounder. I think. Um, right. Right. I think he definitely, I'm not, and I'm not saying that he's not going to get, I don't think that he's, he's shown the things that this guy talks about um, to, and, and just to say he's having, having the same season that he did last year. The the, the, the opponents we've been playing teams like North Carolina A and T Lindenwood and Hampton, you know, it's not like we're even into the Big Ten schedule. And and you know what? Last year that's when Iowa really shined. So I hope he does it again. And I hope that you know, I mean, Illinois looking at the schedule, they're going to have to go ten and eight in the Big Ten. Yep, they have to. Um. They're going to have to beat, you know, a Michigan State and, you know, some teams that that they're not supposed to. Win your home games and win some road games. Got to win a few road games. You yep. Know. And I think that it's right there. I mean, I know going into Michigan State, unlikely that you win that game. But when you're going to other places, I mean, I don't really see any uh, – there's no one in the Big Ten that's untouchable. Illinois can beat anyone. But I Here's agree. the other thing, they can lose to anyone. So – I agree, I and know. I think I think the big Big Ten's like that all around. I think the Big Ten's going to be like that all year. Um, you're going to have, you know, some some Minnesotas, you know, beating Michigan and and Michigan State, and I think that's going to happen a lot this year. <coughs> so, so you look at the road games. You got Wisconsin. <coughs> that's a winnable me. road game. Purdue, winnable road game. Going to Michigan, that's asking a lot. At <laughs> Iowa, I don't know about that. Uh, at Rutgers, you can win that game. At Penn State, you need to win that game, even though Penn State's in the top 20. Right. But, you know, Illinois could beat them. At Northwestern, at Northwestern is a must win. Mm-hmm. At Ohio State is a lot. But there's a lot of – there's you got about half your games right there on the road that you should win in the Big Ten. Now, obviously, you never know what's going to happen, but you have to win your road games. It's all it so, from. it looks like they have nine home games left. So they need to win all their home games and then just steal a couple. But yeah, again, so. they play Maryland at home. They play Michigan State at home. I think they're going to beat Maryland. Um, play Indiana at home, which you know, I know Indiana's, and they play Iowa at home. So I don't know. I th- I, I just hope they find they find it. Uh, we've seen how good they can be, and I I've, I know I've said this before, but. I don't understand how they can be so damn inconsistent. So what I want to see in non-conference or in conference play this year is similar to what we saw last year, except actually finishing games. They played well in conference play last year for most, for the most part, the record didn't really show it, it. but But there were a lot of five, five point games. They lost a lot of state games. Yeah. The Michigan state game, which was at home. Uh, They should have beaten Wisconsin. Like I said, they beat Ohio state. Iowa, I mean, they got ran by Iowa in the Big Ten tournament, but that, you know, 
Yeah. You win 18 regular season games, then you got to win a couple in the Big Ten tournament, and you have a chance. Yep. So I don't know if they're going to do that. Remains to be seen. The Big Ten is tough, but it's also if if know, Underwood doesn't make the tournament, is he done? Uh, in your yeah. eyes right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I okay. wouldn't have said yeah a couple weeks ago, but and I and I heard I, I was talking to some friends or something. The only way Miller's coming is if Io leaves. So that makes sense. You, uh, I, I don't know. I'm I, from what I heard, one's a pure shooter, and we got a point guard coming in. So would it even work if they were on the same team anyway? I don't think it would. I don't think it would either. You're probably right. So Io, I think Io is pretty much guaranteed to leave anyway. I think that was the whole plan this year. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he was planning on coming back. Um, and and I hope that you know I hope he plays well enough in the Big Ten and you know carries this team to the tournament and he is a lottery pick. He but, showed us last year that he can do some things. In the, big, <laughs> in the yes. Michigan State game, he hit some huge shots. Uh, he, he was doing things down the end of the Mizzou game that he didn't do the whole game. And like I said, you know, Mizzou was playing off a little bit, but just go to the rack a few times. I don't, I'd rather see him go to the rack than take ball screen 18 footers, you know? Mm-hmm. So I agree. But all right, looking forward to so, Illinois, uh, NC, State. Yeah, that's yeah. That is on uh, Sunday. The uh, I just put at the beginning of this last non-conference game. They're seven and three in non-conference. If you what, want to take the family to the game, uh, forty-nine dollars for four tickets. For that's that's not a bad deal, but also it's like deal. it's not going to be much of a game. My wife uh, said something to me. I said they should win by thirty. So yeah, I don't know if it's worth the hour drive what did we predict a non-conference record because they're seven and three right yeah. now they play uh 11 non-conference games i don't remember what i predicted for non-conference I don't, do you know what i think predicted? i only had them losing to arizona yeah i think i had them a nine and two i think i had so. them losing to miami and arizona yeah so. which i thought they would beat missouri actually you know i might have had them at eight and three because i think i picked them to lose to old dominion Oh yeah, I believe you did. Yeah, I believe you're right. So I mean, oh, yeah. I I could be right if they win this game eight and three. That's right on the money, just a little differently. Yeah, just not how it was drawn up. So, so Sunday game at one p.m. during week seventeen of the NFL season. That's a little weird, but whatever. Uh, this North Carolina A and T team is three and ten. Yeah, and boy, when I read off their losses, oh man. Uh, but did you see who they beat? I did see they beat Nichols by twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's uh, they got. Fun. They have eight guys averaging over fifteen minutes a game. So, I, I guess they they like running is what it sounds like. I mean, if you're going to play that many guys, or um, I just say Illinois needs to come out pissed off and ready to stomp the Aggies into the ground. That's what they need to do. So, then carry that into Michigan State because uh, yeah. do that for one game and not continue to do it. Right, ride that. Ride that high horse. So, like, just after, um, like after the Maryland game, basically, is what we're saying. Right, right. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't really have this game, should be a 20 point game, I hope. Uh, yeah. So, ANT 299th in overall college basketball and in APP on mm-hmm. uh, Haslametric, 63rd in strength of schedule. Number 328 in offensive efficiency, which is almost the worst in the country, and 192nd defensive efficiency, 
three and ten. Some of their losses are just wild. They lost to North Carolina Greensboro by 33. They lost to Western Carolina by 26. Utah State by 27. North Texas by 20. They lost to Bradley by 31. Uh, Jacksonville by 16. UTEP by 18. Kent State by six. Wake Forest by 12. Eastern Michigan by four. And like we said, they beat Nichols by 12. So I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen, but I don't know. They lost to Bradley know. by 31. That's just yeah, yikes. I don't like. It shouldn't be a game. Illinois, you know, Illinois will find a way to probably make it a game, but they hopefully, think. hopefully they just uh, knock their socks off. I got Illinois winning eighty-two to sixty-one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna say eighty-nine to sixty. To sixty, all right. I think they win by thirty-nine. That's uh, twenty-nine, but okay. 29 wow i thought i said i thought i said 99 i was 50 i was gonna put 99 but i'm gonna put 89 because i don't trust them to score 99 because i think i think it'll be like 80 to 50 they have a good chance of shooting 32 percent in the second half yep yep plus you got all the uh scrubs play over the last 10 minutes so (laughs) all right yeah so then we go into Michigan State. Do you have anything else for this game? I do not have anything. That's all I got. So we welcome Big Ten play on January 2nd, next Thursday. Uh, this is a tough one. Michigan State's number 14 right now, I think. I think I wrote this down a few days ago, so I don't know if it's changed. But uh, Yeah, uh, they're 14 still. Okay, so they're, they're 13 in, on Haslametrics overall. So in the top 15, that's fourth <clears> in the Big Ten. They're behind Michigan, Ohio State, and Iowa in the uh, – uh, has the metrics rankings. They're nine and three. Uh, I guess strength to schedule 67th, which I think it's like that because most of their wins aren't that aren't impressive. Great, but they also yeah. have some, some good losses like Duke Kentucky. and Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky's not as good as, you know, they're supposed yeah. to be, but Duke is still good. They lost to Virginia Tech by five, which is a little surprising. But this team is number eighth, uh, number eight in offensive efficiency and 54th in defensive. Pretty good team. They've been getting better every single week, I think. Uh, road test. Northwestern took them to the wire. They only yep. beat Northwestern by five, and they only beat uh, Seton Hall by three. So Seton Hall's good, but, yeah. They should um, have lost that game, by the way. There was yeah. some really bad officiating. Yeah. I Hopefully, you know, Underwood has this team ready to go. Um, if they come out anything like Miami or Missouri, this there game will be stopped. over in, in the first ten minutes. Yep. Hopefully, I, I know that Georgie, you know, he, he blamed that Mizzou loss on himself uh, about how bad he was. He had six turnovers, I think. Um, so, hopefully, they, you know, Georgie finds a spot. Hopefully, hopefully they can get him underneath the basket where he needs to be and he won't throw elbows into people's faces. But um, he's got to, you know, lay off that aggression a little bit when it, when it gets, you know, when it matters. So... Uh, from what I could find, Michigan State starts uh, two guards and three forwards. Uh, Cassius Winston, of course, everybody knows about him. He's been there, what, 12, 13 years? Yep. Um, averaging 17 a game. Uh, Illinois shut him down last year. Um, but he is a guy that even when he's not scoring, uh, he's averaging 6.1 assists per game. And he's that, he's that floor general that I say Illinois needs it they can't find um so xavier tillman uh six eight forward um back again he's averaging 9.8 rebounds per game 12.9 points per game 
Aaron Hen- Henry's averaging 10 a game, 6'6", sophomore forward. Gabe Brown, uh, eight, 8.8 a game, 6'7", uh, sophomore forward. And Rocket Watts, which is a sweet, sweet name, uh, 6'2", freshman guard. Um, I think that they have another forward that, that plays a little bit. Yep. Uh, but Illinois, size-wise, they're, they're bigger. So hopefully they can – what they need, though, they need Frazier – and they need Griffin or Tavion or whoever it is to start with. Illinois has to start making threes. You can't mm-hmm. go 10 of 15 and not expect teams just to collapse down on Kofi because they know that you're not going to do anything. Um, so they, they, they're going to have to rebound and make threes to win this game. Yeah, and when they beat Michigan State last year in Champaign, that was probably one of the better defensive games we've seen from an Underwood team at Illinois. Uh, they forced a lot of turnovers, and they really got Michigan State out of their comfort zone. Uh, like you said, they shut Winston down. I remember Io getting a lot of steals in that game. I think uh, they have to try to do the same thing. I think this Michigan State team isn't even as good as last year's Michigan State team. So right, I agree. I think that they have a chance to win this game, and it'd be a nice way to open up the real It'd conference be, play. It would be huge to go to Michigan State and get a win. It'd be um, a lot of it'd be a confidence builder. But at least you know, if you're going to lose this game, don't get embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Keep it close. So that's all. I just want to see a good game. Um, it's not a game I expect them to win. I think it's a game they can win. Um, I have Michigan State pulling it out, seventy-one uh, sixty-eight. So. I think Illinois – I hope Illinois is going to give it a valiant effort. If the, if the ball bounces one way or, you know, two times in, in Illinois' direction, I think they could have a chance to win this game. But going going in to East Lansing and trying to get a victory is, is not easy. So I'm going to say 65 to 57 Michigan State wins. I just don't think Illinois can keep up offensively. Uh, like you said, unless they magically just start hitting a ton of threes, which how many guys on this team – actually going to do that griffin's supposed to do that we've seen frazier do it in the first halves of games but yep. he doesn't even get the ball enough anyway yeah and frazier, uh, frazier needs to be putting up 10 shots a game i don't care if they're going in or not he needs to put the ball up 10 to 15 times um and and kwanzo talked about that in the mizzou game is is they he felt like they made frazier catch the ball in uncomfortable positions i feel like illinois is running plays that that don't get guards open they they literally don't do anything this weave um without cutters it it doesn't do anything it's it's literally just a time waste so i will it'll be interesting to see if underwood changes anything because he is gonna have to for this team to to succeed frazier shot five times against missouri well he was one for five and he made a three Yep. I don't get it. I don't know if if uh, if that's going to change. If it does and he starts getting the ball more and he starts shooting uh, better, if he starts, you know, even if he's not open, he's the type of guy that can hit those tough shots uh, yep. from three. I don't have anybody else that can do that unless Io magically starts hitting shots, which probably not going to happen. He's been working on that, that shot, you know. So, um, I do got – the only thing I got left is uh, – is the just the tip bets 
from uh, Tierney. He said that uh, Illinois is going to win the tip against NC A&T State, and Michigan State's going to win the tip against Illinois. So if anybody wants to take those bets, give them a phone call. I think Illinois is going to win both tips. I think they're going to win both tips too. So yeah, I think they're going to win every single one for the rest of the year, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Kofi Kofi's been looking pretty good on the – They've on only the lost at least – like how many have they lost? Like one, maybe two? Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Maybe. So um, – but that's that's all I got. You got anything else for the that's pod this I week? Well. I don't have anything. We're not uh, – the calling card has been thrown out. Thank you, Missouri. So, yep. just going to say goodbye and happy new year. And hopefully we come back next week With on – what is – Friday. Friday. Friday 3rd, so the day after Michigan State. So we will be fresh okay, with we'll our reactions fresh. to the Michigan yes. State game. Yes. That'll be good. So we'll be back next Friday, <sighs> episode number nine. And we go from there. I don't know what we're even going to be talking about besides the two games next Friday. We'll figure that out. We'll find stuff. Yeah. Always, always, if you have questions, comments, uh, anything like that, throw them down there in the Facebooks and the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's always good to have some extra talking points. So. Yep. So we'll be back next Friday. And right. uh, hopefully they can, uh, you know, win one of these games on Ethan Garter Sports World, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow, like, rate, subscribe. Don't give me a one-star rating if you, unless you really believe that. If you believe that, it's fine. Give better reasoning, but whatever. Okay, we'll <laughs> see you next Friday. <laughs> Later.